We are live. We're live in the studio, my friends, my friends and Hello. family. Hello. Talking Hello. smooth with Chet Bradley. That's my radio name. <laughs> so, um, this week has been pretty hectic. Yeah. Okay. So you're just going to drop. You don't even want me to introduce okay. the segment. Well, okay. Here you go. Oh, okay. You want to introduce? Okay. You know what? Okay. You're right. I'm sorry. That's fair. Continue. And uh, our opening, our opening today comes from the only person who's um, really warranted to give any kind of Pokemon thoughts, feelings, opinions, hot takes. Um, please welcome the former, uh, former admin of the most popular forum on. I'm literally going to. Sorry. Block you. So, Ari. You say that shit, and I'm like, no, no, no. It's I, I think they got rid of the form, but we are getting too close to the truth. And none of you are allowed to know about my my sordid past, because I will have to start a new life and a new boating school. And I just, I don't want to do that, okay? It takes a lot. There's a lot of overhead involved in setting up a new boating school. Um, Boats are expensive. My point. That's, oh, God. That's okay, true. So they here's absolutely the thing about the, are. Here's the thing about the Detective Pikachu trailer is... This movie can only go two ways. It is either going to be Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is one of my top three movies of all time. I love that movie with all of my heart. Or it's going to be Food Fight. Like, there's no in-between. It is either going to be so off the wall in such a way that feels organic and natural and legitimate, or it's going to be a fucking nightmare. And either way, I'm going to be there opening fucking night. Um, question, uh, quick, quick, um, yeah, fake yeah. fan. I've not actually played Detective Pikachu the game yet because I didn't have the money and, and, um, didn't have the time, honestly. But I know I saw a lot of people who were kind of like complaining about the realistic Pokemon, and I will grant you that some are done better than others. Um, I'm personally not a big fan of the look they went for with Charizard because it's too Bowsery. And I, I Charizard and its line are based off of salamanders and a myth about salamanders that they're supposed to be impervious to fire, which is not true. Do not throw a salamander into any fire. Um, so they have smooth skin or they should have smooth skin. I actually like the Jigglypuff is fluffy. Um, I didn't mind the texture. I saw a lot of people who were like, oh, it looks weird. I was like, she's supposed to be fluffy. Um, I liked the microphone. I saw the microphone. I was so, I was like, thank you. That was adorable. Um, the Mr. Mime was like horrifying, but so is regular Mr. Mime. So I'm kind of like, whatever are you saying the, that fake, only fake fans were not horrified by mr mime to begin with oh no it's horrifying I, it's just awful to look at it's just it's just upsetting but like so is real mr mime um i kind of hope that maybe they give him like little red blush stickers in post because that that would also look just grotesque um other than that i i mean i'm interested to see what they do with it because it's either going to be a massive destructive failure or one of the best movies ever made. And the thing is, is like Nintendo's done this before. Um, there's a live action Super Mario Brothers movie that was made, I want to say, in like the early 90s. And it is fucking insane. Well, like, if you can. I'm so oh. sorry. I was going to say, where do you think that Detective Pikachu could possibly end up ranking in your top? I don't know how many Pokemon movies there are at this point. 300? There's like a thousand. Okay, so um, I've only seen up to The Rise of Darkrai. Uh, I wanna... And then I watched 
a couple. That was the tenth one. I and then after that, it was a little spotty. I saw most of um the Shaman one. Thought it was kind of stupid. Watched part of Arceus and the Jewel of Life, but they gave Arceus the same voice actor as the Digimon dub of Tentamon. So like, I'm just sitting there and I'm really fucking baffled. And also, it's not the voice you would expect a giant celestial horse god to have. A little weird. Um, Pokemon I Choose You was really good. I actually cried a couple times. Um, I feel it. Like name one Pokemon live movie. Live action is going to be a fun direction. Name one Pokemon movie that didn't make you cry. The 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 Pokemon the movie two thousand doesn't usually make me cry because it's not like sad in that way. That's like very personal and upsetting no, and like no, no, full no. of. Wait, which one's Pokemon the movie two thousand? That's the one with Lugia. Okay. I think it also because I be... I always get that, that one, one and the one with the um with the dad with the dad lion confused. That's the third one. It literally has Pokemon the movie three in it. That's the title. It's well, the, it's the not called Wolverine or Taythrikin, so how the Tay-Threken. fuck am I supposed to know it's the third one? I uh, need Liam obvious Neeson. cues. Liam Neeson is actually a pretty good, because, like, Entei kind of even looks like Aslan. And, Wait, are you um, telling me Liam Neeson voiced Dad no, Lion? No, Dan Green did. God, of course it was Dan Green. Who the fuck else yeah. would it be? They have, I actually, Dan Green once gave an interview where he was talking, because he's done legendary, he's done voices for like a bunch of legendary Pokemon. Was Yuri Lowenthal somehow there? Yuri Lowenthal's probably, you know who's in a fucking Pokemon movie? Vic (sighs) noted creep and homophobe, is, um, I think fucking Keldeo in the Keldeo and the Sword of Justice movie. And I'm like, hey, excuse me, get the fuck out of my franchise, you're a fucking creep. What was my train of thought? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Dan Green said once that he didn't voice Arceus because a lot of people were complaining because nobody really liked the voice for Arceus. And he was like, I didn't, when he does a legendary Pokemon voice, he really does it for Entei and Mewtwo. And both of those were artificial constructs of what human beings thought legendary Pokemon were supposed to sound like. So I thought that was pretty unique. Um, Also, there's an episode of Legends of Tomorrow on this fucking week. Oh, I really thought you were going to fucking go somewhere else. Okay, let's go into the fucking episode. episode i don't know what that voice was somebody's gonna fucking tune back in and be like oh my god they're gotta go gotta go you sound wonderful um there's a little bit of uh, just a couple things i'd like to bring up um that are related to the show in all fairness and they're not bad things actually so first and foremost i think i'll start with nick um ari and i may or may not have speculated that we had heard that Nick Sando might not be on the show in the second half because he wants to be quote unquote a dad. And then we were like, your kids don't, your kid doesn't need a parent. And then we found out that his wife had a very rough pregnancy and he has a three month old daughter who was born and had to go into the natal intensive care unit. And so maybe we might have, uh, not said the right thing We didn't make that. I I know people sometimes assume we have some sort of weird, like psychic 
powers with the sh- we had no I had no fucking clue and like listen None. you know what maybe Nick Sano is a good parent I know what you're thinking good and parent probably don't go together in the same sentence but like you no. know I'm glad that he I'm glad that his wife is healthy I'm glad that his new daughter is healthy I'm very happy mm-hmm. for the family and also Legends is actually not going to be coming back they have their mid-season finale in December then they come back in April and wrap up in June and Nick did mention in his post about his daughter Tim, you're typing really loudly, and I'm talking about something very emotional. Thank you. Um, That Phil and Greg Berlanti, who I guess shows up on Legends like once every month and like fucking just drives by, has an intern driving a golf cart and is just like, is everything good? Don't talk to me. Don't touch me. And just keeps going. Because that's what I'd do if I was Greg Berlanti and I had to deal with Legends. But that's not the point. The point is, is that I think um, part of the reason for the hiatus is probably because they're going to give Nick some more time with his wife and kids which is really great and honestly yeah. do we really need that much legends no we don't no and like god no i i cannot believe people are still worried about the ratings on this show when every single cw show gets a point three every fucking week and it's also like it doesn't matter like it, it, it number one it shouldn't matter because he should be able to be with his family and number two it doesn't matter because plenty of shows run in the off season off season for like network tv and it's never an issue if you're on the cw that's kind of why you're on the cw it's fine i promise um Um, i also for what it's worth had to uh go out what is the regency era equivalent of a shootout today so my voice might be a little scratchy and i might have to pause to cough because ow it fucking hurts this weather is murder um, i'm okay now but like i'm just hacking up a lung all day and then the second thing I would like to touch on is that um, Sierra uploaded the part of her live stream she did with Falk and number one, they are such good friends. They're so fucking cute. Really I'm going to, I'm going to try not to say anything. You know, you know how it be. Yeah. You know how I be sometime. I just be like that. But so she actually, it was more like Falk kind of letting her talk, which I really appreciate. He's like a really kind person who like leaves a lot of space for her to have like, just like do what she needs to do. And I'm like, God, you two are perfect for each other. Anyway, I don't you fucking tisk me. I invented tisking. I was there. Um, She was essentially saying like. Jim Nam June inventor. Let's not even talk about what fucking Namjoon's been through this week, because there is so much going on. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't, you know, because, like, you know what? I, it's not it's not my place to get into the politics of what BTS is dealing with. Um, There's a lot. Oh, yeah. I was be- just referencing a meme. Yeah. I, Sorry. It's, oh, my God. Anyway, so she basically Bad. mentioned that the Hawks had, were told, they were essentially told, they were shifted around a lot. First, they said you're going to get your own show. And then they said you're going to get an ensemble show, but it's going to be your show. And, like, it's not even that I think she and Falk wanted their own show. I don't think that's what they care about. I think it's um, that she was like, you know, I feel like Kendra fell victim to a lot of tropes. And, like, she was always with a man and she didn't get to choose her own destiny. And that felt very hurtful. And people told me that they had so much hope for this character and that she just wasn't really, you know... She she was just like she just was so cliche and I feel really like and no, like season one of Legends isn't perfect because from what Sierra was saying, it really did sound like nobody knew what they were doing. They had no money. They had like two days to film an episode. 
It was just a fucking mess. And then you had two horrible people running it, which factored very heavily into Kendra's treatment and into other things. It's just one of those things where I still think that Kendra really shines because Sierra shines. And she, despite the circumstances, put so much heart and defiance into this character that I wish she was less hard on herself because comics media is never perfect. And I'm proud. I'm so proud of her for having that role and taking it with her and like growing from it and being like, yeah, I would be on Legends again. I'd never say never, but it would have to meet a standard I'm holding myself and my work to. And I'm so proud of her for that. But I also just, you're always, especially, and I'm saying this as a writer, you are always hardest on your own work. And I just want her to realize, you know, what a star she is and how much love that she brought to this role that I saw and that I think really translated and that I think made Kendra really special because she is really special. And that, like, no, it's it's an imperfect show. It doesn't have to be perfect, you know? And all of her criticism was completely legitimate and she's completely, um, especially as a woman of color, like, super, I totally get everything she's saying and even if I didn't, it wouldn't be my place to get or not get. But I also understand as an artist that, like, you can be really hard on yourself, especially when people are like, oh, well, this is what I wanted and da da Like, it wasn't her job to write the show. And I just hope that she can see that, like, you know, what happened with Kendra isn't on her. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I think she is still really special. And I think Kendra is still really special. And um, Falk sure was there. Great job. Good job, Falk. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for being a support. And honestly, I guess that's a true thing because like I it I know I of course I don't know her personally, but like when you attach yourself to a character and you feel, you know, pride in an actor's work, like you do care about the people they surround themselves with. And I think she and Falk has just always been a really I'm so glad he was her Hawkman. They could not have found a better guy for it. And I'm yeah. I'm grateful for that. And that's just all I'm going to say. Um, so that I'm, you know, still, still always me, Tumblr user Kendra Saunders with thoughts on Kendra Saunders. No, and like, that's fine. Like, I mean, here's the thing is like, my thing is, is like, absolutely. I agree. Like you said, you, that's your wheelhouse. And I'm kind of like, you yeah. said everything I think well, really. That's why I kind of let was... you go off on Detective Pikachu. Cause I'm like, I don't fucking know what Jigglypuff is supposed to look like. I thought Jigglypuff was made of Just cotton exactly candy. Exactly like that, but like people, people got. I guess people got annoyed because they were like, "Oh, she should have smooth skin or whatever." And I'm like, I will grant you that because in Jigglypuff Pokedex entries, it says that Jigglypuff can inflate like a balloon and has a rubber elastic like body in most Pokedex entries. However, in most Wigglytuff entries, it says that they have incredibly soft fur, and two Wigglytuff will actually feel each other's fur when they greet each other to see how soft the other one's fur is. Oh God, so, so that good. I think. That's so good. That's why I share that that factoid specifically. I have a lot of really good, adorable. Did you know that a fucking, that the Wigglytuff, I'm telling this to our listeners because you know this, a Wigglytuff is what fucking (laughs) got me through the Elite Four in X and Y. Oh yeah, I told you about Sugarnaut. She was my fucking rock. A Wigglytuff will never fucking let you down. Unlike this show, which actually I I enjoyed this week. So let's get into the episode. no, hold on, because I have I have a really I had a really kick ass Wigglytuff in one of my yes, um in my Leaf Green playthrough who like fucking was just so adorable and I had a Ooh, really good um 
I love her. Her name was Sugar Knot. And then I had a Clefable who like absolutely fucking trashed the Elite Four for me. It was amazing. Um, oh, so that being said, what was my train of thought? What were we talking about before this? We were going to talk. All about- right, Jigglypuff. So I think I here's the thing: is if she'd had if if she'd had smooth skin, everyone would be like, "Ew, that's so creepy and weird looking." And it's like, yeah, nothing pleases you people. And fact, I don't remember like, seeing you on Ari's most popular forum. That's probably for the best. But like it, it, that, like it is. I'm just like, guys, shut the fuck up and just be happy we're getting a, a fucking Pokemon movie. Where are you be hoping here to for see the- Danny DeVito? Where are you hoping to see him show up? Um, here's the thing is no one can say that this this is beneath Danny DeVito because he did the Grundle in the My Little Pony movie and from 1984. First of all, Danny DeVito would never want you to say that something is beneath Danny DeVito. Well, that's true, but like, I just like reminding people he was in the really shitty live action, uh, not live action. Oh my God. Can you imagine a live action My Little Pony? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Anyway, um, he'll be horrible. Uh, no, in the, in the 83. Can you imagine who would go see it? Can you imagine what would happen? Mm. oh no why does this keep, I don't like it. why do we keep bringing this up in episodes oh I'm no, sorry you brought up Danny DeVito and I just I'm like he was Frank he was Frank and always sunny but he was also the Grundle King in my little pony the movie which is objectively awful and the only reason it got a theatrical release because that was the downtime because Disney was literally the Black Cauldron took them 10 fucking years to make and they were not making any movies at the time because a lot of reasons anyway this episode this episode which we're calling camp we're calling it campfire song song this is the fourth episode of the fourth season of legends of tomorrow i have one complaint and that is uh needed more macy needed at least 50 percent more macy but otherwise like you know how we talked about how like you really got to stop hitting on our extremely specific interests because then we have like so nice too much to say Laurie and I have absolutely no affiliation or fondness for summer camp whatsoever. And in fact, I actively hate summer camp. So I I hate it. I I have nothing but shitty memories. I think first we'll probably go into how we hate summer camp and then we'll go into the episode. So do you want to start with why you hate summer camp or should I start? Uh, you can start. Okay. Well, first of all, summer camp is bullshit. It's hot. Well, I only went to day camp. I wasn't, I never went to sleepaway camp. I also only went to day camp. Yeah, and we're not going to Sleepaway ta- camp isn't really a fucking thing unless you're. Well, it's the thing like, where I am because I live, I came from a very Jewish area and a very wealthy yes. area. Um, yes. I came from a very, fairly wealthy area. Actually, the day camp I went to was next to like some of the shushiest houses yeah. in the neighborhood. But like at the same time. I just, we didn't really, sleepaway camp is in North Jersey because there's mountains. And Jewish people. But that's not the point. Um, the point oh, is, really? cool. yeah, yeah. No, it's it's an inherently Jewish culture thing, which is like, also, I didn't like go to Hebrew school. Or, I don't, we're, we're not going to talk about any weirdness I grew up with. We're, I mean, we sort of are because we're talking about why I hate summer camp. But you can yes. hate summer camp for a lot of reasons. And I hated it because um, I was weird. And I didn't like being outside. And I didn't like playing sports. And I didn't like other people and oh mood i was bad at making friends and listen i just want you to know if you're fucking out there and you're like wow i'm bad at making friends and i feel socially awkward and i don't like so so did i so did my husband so did ari and we're all completely fine adults now with like actually a decent amount of friends and great people that we associate ourselves with so yeah yeah don't let that fucking get you down my my guys you just have to get a little older. You will find your people. It's okay. And, like, you know, you had to wear the stupid t-shirt with the fucking camp name on it. 
and you had to fucking you know play either like soccer which i sucked at or oh, of course uh baseball well it was softball which i sucked at or you know and the other day camp which was the less nice one is the one that technically had the pool but it was less nice so my parents didn't want me to go to that one so we only got to use the pool sometimes because it was their pool and we never got to use the pool as much as i fucking wanted to because like i liked swimming and then my parents always took us to Massachusetts for the summer anyway. So if I was even around, I was only at day camp for like three weeks. So they'd be like, well, we're going to work on choreography for the talent show. But like, Rachel, it's OK if you don't like want to because you're not going to be here. And they didn't mean it in like a mean way. They just like literally meant like you're not going to be here. But it's just like when you're little, mm, it doesn't matter. Oh, good. Another way to be different. Delightful. And yep. like, honestly, I think I only went to summer camp once or twice because, you know, eventually I don't even know if I would go the full time because eventually I'd be like, you have to get up in the fucking morning like you're going to goddamn school. But there's less rules and you're and everything sucks. OK, summer camp is garbage. And uh, if you don't go, you're not missing anything. And if you did go and you enjoyed it, you fucking jock fucking jock piece of fucking god don't you go touch a boob you jock god Remember? um <laughs> i'm sorry oh god i mean that's very I valid at? but i actually here's the thing i'm remarkably decent at dodgeball not so much in the throwing but i can dodge like a motherfucker i was i was i was pretty good at dodging too just because it was just like a matter of it was and just then like a all you have to do thing. at dodgeball usually is throw the ball over the kids to your team and get them back or at least that's how we played where i was mm -hmm. so yeah i was very good i could throw it very far and i could dodge for long periods of time also because i'm pretty short and i've always been very short very tiny and delicate so yeah i'm proud of you um oh boy like here's the thing is as i've said before i don't really remember a lot of my childhood but like first and foremost as the reason i hate summer camp as a child is because like yeah i got bullied because like i was awkward and i wasn't good at sport like for all the same fucking reasons like i didn't mm -hmm. i specifically remember like getting some alone. like and that sucks that too I was really, I was really, the, when I went to non-theater summer camp, I was usually lagging behind. I was usually, I, I had ADHD and autism, although the autism is undiagnosed um, for obvious reasons, because my parents don't pay attention. Um, and also because I grew up in the late 90s when like you didn't, yeah. no one was diagnosed with that. I got diagnosed with cerebral palsy instead, which I don't have, because... Um, they just for anyway my point is is i was really weird as a little kid and i would go wander out our our camp like i said it was in a really shushy area so like there was the matita conch river like right over there and i could go wa walk and put my feet in but like only until they caught me and yelled at me and i hated it because i love swimming and i've always loved swimming and i would just want to go in the fucking water the entire time i was there um it was just boring like i no it one else was. was into the things i was into no one else was like they wouldn't let me i just wanted to play my fucking game boy yeah, i would and they're like, and like I yeah just, they're like you could sit and read and it a was, book and it's like okay I, like, I, if yeah you do, like, i could just i literally just wanted to sit and read a book inside i did not want to be bothered but also I, like sit and, and read I was, a book make yourself more different yeah was, like <laughs> i fucking wish but it was um you know, I just remember a couple of really specific instances of getting bullied. And I will say, I don't, I've watched kids. I work with children. I've observed kids' behavior. Generally speaking, I don't think kids are bullies in the same way that like teens and older can be bullies. But 
one or two kids will be mean because they like to see the reaction and because uh, and so other kids will just join in because kids are followers. So if even just one kid is a bit of a bully and a little bit of an asshole who likes to get a reaction out of people. All the other kids will just do it because everybody else is doing it. Like they don't they don't they don't think of it as malicious, but kids are still testing adults reactions and other kids reactions to their behavior because they haven't quite developed a sense of self yet. So I wouldn't, you know, you get to tweens like what you did with Ava. They're fucking godless. Once you hit 11, once you hit 11, you become a creature of hell. Yeah, no, there's nothing, nothing good about I fucking like. And then I went to theater camp, which is just fucking worse because like when you're in theater camp, there's like you're putting on plays and stuff. So first off, we were never putting on the stuff I wanted to put on because I was already by the time I started going to theater camp, I was like nine, ten. So I was like a snob. Um, actually a little younger. <laughs> like snob. by the time we started doing plays and not just glorified dance routines, I've been going to theater camp since I was like seven. But when we started glorified doing plays, dance routines. That's what they you. were. They were just stupid, shitty dance routines and like weird. I wouldn't like, know. Pseudo- I didn't get to participate in dance routines because I always had to leave to go away with my fucking parents. <laughs> Honestly, it's better than having to dance. Um, I, <laughs> um, in any case, I was a lot taller than most of the kids. I was really awkward. I was a bit of a snob already. I was like, none of these plays are plays I'm interested in. I don't want to fucking do Greece. I hate Greece, and I do. Fucking no, that's hate fair. Greece. That's fair. Every um, time you have to do Greece, you die. The parents who have to see it die. Your yeah, counselors no one wants don't, to do nobody it. Nobody wants Greece is not enjoyable no. for anyone. And I swear to God, if I get one single fucking ask trying to tell me that Greece no, it's is weird. Good, it's gross. I will like, I just... will lose my fucking Greece is garbage. Greece is Greece the Greece is a personification of that popcorn butter smell that's always at the Javits Center in New York like, Comic Con. Listen and, and, and cigarettes. Without old cigarettes. Greece, it's awful. We wouldn't that have movie. Teen Beach movie to parody it and Teen Beach movie Chef's Kiss. A it's masterpiece. So fucking valid. But it's only Greece only, only uh, exists that... so that Teen Beach movie may build a top. <laughs> but um like it was always really bad because if you didn't get like the main role you kind of just got you had to be there as long as everybody else but you weren't doing as much and you weren't getting as much attention paid to you so it turned from being like a fun place to hang out while your parents went to work and shit into like this weird pseudo competition Mm -hmm. where no one outright said that people didn't like you as much but like I was a fiercely non-competitive child in a lot of places. But the thing is, is that I did do ballet. And like, I'm sure Ari and I have mentioned before that being a teacher's pet is something you're born with. You either have it or you don't. And the ballet is one of those things where I was such a good teacher's pet. And I always got special attention. So I'm like, I loved ballet. Whereas other people might not have because it really is about teacher favoritism. And in oh, other situations up. like summer, okay, you know why I didn't like summer camp? Because all of your fucking counselors are goddamn teens, and teens yes, always pick be, favorite I was kids. Literally gonna teens say always that. pick favorite kids, and they didn't pick me as a favorite kid. And I would be like, well, first of all, bitch, how like, dare you? I am premium. I am the premium brown nose. What the fuck does this little shit who can like kick a ball have that I don't? I'm smart. Fuck you, teen. Yeah, no, it just, I didn't know how to react to it because I was so used to speaking with adults and not even children my age that, like, teenagers just, teenagers were people who were, like, bigger than me and meaner than me and, like, weren't adults. Like, they weren't as smart or fun to talk to as adults. Having teens um, watch children I, I doesn't fucking... actually seem like a good idea. 
Like we do it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't We we teens really have do their own and shit just... that they're going through. Like why the fuck are we letting them watch our children? Yeah, no. I like legitimately Especially like, it, yeah, it, it, when it, I went to high school, people I knew became camp counselors at the same camps that they went to and I was like you're a fucking sociopath. Why are you watching? I was literally, and like, and I have actually an adult perspective on this now because I've been working at a daycare for five years now. I mean, on and off while I went to college and did other stuff, but I've been involved and like my family owns a couple. So I've seen summer camp happen. I've been a not literal camp counselor, but like I've had to take care of children for the summer while they are supposed to be in school because the older ones don't have a place to go. So we have a summer, like a summer program for the kids we normally have who were school age and only come in the afternoon. Lord of the Flies is tame in comparison. I, I had so, I had so many horror stories of children who were deeply traumatized. Like, I mean, I got some kids where they were telling me their backstories and I'm just sitting there going, I don't feel like I should legally be allowed to take care of this child. I do feel like they should be like in therapy, like all the time. Like, I don't want to divulge details, but like bad, 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 bad. Just, just, just children, 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 all kinds of children. And trying to get them to do things doesn't happen. So like camp is not fun. I don't, this was a weird episode for me because I'm just like, I don't get this weird romanticization. I don't, what, who, huh? Also, none of you should be allowed near children. Except, except Ray. Ray. Ray was fine. But Ava like, definitely shouldn't also, be allowed I'm near sorry, tweens. but I have to say something. I have to say something as a daycare worker. They, I was so apoplectic when they were just like, hey, we're just transfer counselors because, you know, fuck it, whatever. Like, even in the 90s, there were background checks upon background checks upon background checks. We get twice visit. We get twice we monthly visits from the state. We um, there are background checks for every single employee. We have to do fingerprints. We have to do like there are so many fucking restrictions on who's allowed to work with children. You don't just walk in and go. I'm ready to start my job as a camp camp counselor. It doesn't work like if that anymore. If it was anymore. the seventies, though, we completely would have bought it. If it was the seventies, oh, I yeah. would have been like, they could have been spurting blood. They could have been. They could have had a knife on them. Nobody oh, yeah. gave a fuck. Like eighties, a little bit. You could do anything in the seventies. You could do whatever the fuck you want in the seventies. I mean, that's what well, like that's what we've learned from listening to a lot of true crime podcasts. Oh but, yeah. I mean, because like you could just the seventies were a goblin yeah, wasteland when they were like when these kids who are tweens at this day camp in the nineties. I guess possibly when Sarah was supposed to. I mean, I think Sarah would have been a little young, but like, I was born in ninety two, so I was. I like who the who the fuck is Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Isn't he in a cult now? I literally only know about him because of the fucking John Mulaney bit about drinking moon juice with President Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I don't know who the fuck Jonathan Taylor Thomas is. I literally just said, who is Jonathan Taylor Thomas? And my husband, who was born in 88, just turned around and goes, please don't start. No, now he, Tim, 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 Tim who the fuck is Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor Thomas? Thomas? You oh, can't he was in Home that. Improvement. I don't think he's in a, who's who the, the one that's in a cult now? Who's the one that's in a cult? No, Macaulay, I mean, possibly Macaulay Culkin. Um, fucking Corey, fucking what's his dick with a banana? Kirk Cameron. He's yes, not a cult, Kirk... he's like a fundamentalist. Yes, he's a yes. Fucking I'm so lunatic. sorry, John. No disrespect to Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I did get you uh, fucking confused for Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Jim, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing at Tim going, don't start. 
<laughs> like, what did he murder a man in cold blood? Jesus Christ. I love it. What on earth? I just like that was never like I was not that like I, I just don't I don't I this is like, you know, the only you know what I have, you know what I have in my head for whenever I think about fuck I think about like Camp fucking Lazla, which was like a cartoon I watched in the summer when my parents just gave up on sending me somewhere and just let me sit at home and fester, which was really what I wanted all along. Yeah, so I don't I mind in the least. Sit inside with the air conditioning. And if your parents won't watch, let you watch TV all day because they're fascists. I guess read a book. Oh, and yeah, and by the time you hit high school, by the time you're going into your sophomore year of high school, you've got homework over the summer anyway, so. Yeah. When I went into AP US history, I had so much fucking homework over the summer. But then, of course. Oh, I, God, you then, were still getting. But then, but then, of course, I aced the test that everybody else did really badly on, and that was delightful. Always satisfying. But, like, yeah, I mean, here's the thing is, number one, my parents, uh, a comedy of, of of errors. You know that bitten, Mat you know that, you know, Matilda, that was actually kind of my life growing up. So with, with uh, minus the psychic powers, as far as you know. Um, Ari and I have never said, displayed supernatural abilities and you cannot prove otherwise. Why would we do that? Exactly. Why would we, you don't know anything. You don't know us. Um, what was my oh, this is just one long-term phil um, is secretly a government agent trying to get us to reveal that we have supernatural abilities and it won't work phil i'm on to you i'm on to your fucking shit um that being said i got i'm you said like in high school and i'm just like wow my parents gave up on anything more than like a two-week summer camp by the time i was oh, like yeah no i stopped going in to elementary camp. school i i stopped going to summer camp because i was like i hate it and my parents were like sure fucking whatever i don't care <laughs> yeah well like it's you know it, i i think it was partially also because i was just so good at like raising myself i had like my own little briefcase that was like this is my me brief briefcase for when i have to go have my own parent teacher conferences starring me um oh, boy. i'm here to represent myself uh that said i just i guess like i'm like i don't find this sort of nostalgia appealing like there's nostalgia not, like, that I don't relates know, to the outdoors is unrelatable and should be banned. It's just fucking disgusting. The outdoors are I terrible and I will never go keep... there. Oh yeah. Because they keep doing this, the Strigoi are are real. Um they actually are most often commonly described as having red hair. I'm kind of sad they didn't do that as a fun little detail, but like it's legend. Phil Clever so. spins a wheel and goes, What the fuck is it? I mean, I kind of can respect that Legends is just like, no, I honestly really, we just want a romantic Ava Lance episode where we sort of actually do touch on the fact that Ava wasn't a kid, but we're not going to go any further than that because we kind of forgot everything else. And We've literally forgotten everything else. The whole goddamn thing. I will say, I did think it was really cute. I really like Ava Lance because Ava Sharp is a trans woman. I will not hear any debate on this topic that's true so that's true i factual. think she's wonderful but i well, think I mean, it's being trans sort of thing... is a time bureau requirement we all know that yes there's the time bureau is trans only i already am not enamored with number one de-aging as a trope i find it incredibly uncomfortable i don't like it i always think it's weird it never ends well and i just i don't like de-aging there's nothing good or nostalgic about being a child for I me. swear to so God, I'm if John Constantine like, had looked me this. in the eye and was like, listen, we got to find these kids. You got to be 12 again. I'd be like, well, they lived a good 12 years. I, like I, I was going to, I had a teacher when I was a freshman in high school who's like, yeah, I did teach middle school history. I taught seventh grade for a couple of years and I have never seen kids be so mean to each other. 
No, no they're like I at felt, that age. I, I felt a believe, visceral always. hurt for Ava that these girls did not like her. I felt a oh, visceral that hurt me so pain much. in my chest, and like it's one of those things where like I don't. I'm not. I'm gonna try not to hold this against Sarah personally, and when I say try, I mean I'm probably gonna forget. But like, yeah. The fact that Sarah's like, summer camp is great and you have so many friends and da-da-da-da-da. I was like, I can't relate to this at all. Don't make Sarah a fucking... Yeah, no. don't, make, don't make Sarah this jock queen. Don't, don't make Sarah a fucking cop. Don't make Sarah a prep. Don't make, don't make Sarah, Sarah a fucking prep. Cop. How dare you? Fuck off. But, like, it was the sort of thing where, like, yeah, especially because it was, like, I... I just really and didn't like... And, like, Ray's Jewish, so it's a completely different experience than that I completely understand. But otherwise... Yeah. I mean, I guess Sarah is technically th- also Jewish. And you can't change my mind. Yeah. So never mind. I retract my statement. It's fine. No, you're valid. But my point being is like, it it was just, I don't like the aging of the concept already because like I said, I am so uncomfortable. Like the idea of returning to childhood is just, there's no joy in that for me. There's yeah, nothing where I'm like, I would love to be a child again. No. Never. Absolutely No, not. I'm still recovering from my childhood. I'm still trying to deal I mean, with here's everything the thing. Everything I told you about summer camp are kind of general emotions I was able to parse. I have no memory of it. I don't yeah. know what no. happened. The only I thing can, I like, remember is the girls making fun of me for how big and awkward I was. And I'm like, mm. I can, in my I've mind's gone. eye, picture the tennis courts by the vending machines. And I can picture the baseball diamond. And that is all I can see. I cannot put names i cannot put faces it's a complete blur which is like i I mean we almost titled this fucking episode too traumatized for summer camp and that is that not the theme it is but it didn't have to be on the tin yeah i mean that's the sort of thing where i'm like hey i'm sure you guys are kind of tired of hearing about our trauma so i'm like i'm also tired of talking about it so i didn't really want to so i'm gonna just be like i hate i hate de-aging as a concept i don't want to be a child again um i barely made it to being an adult fuck it this episode wasn't terrible but i also kind of don't care because you know it's just actually say i do think it matters that ava lance that like legends go kind of whole hog for their sapphics and it's like Let's give them, I mean, like, no, I don't really love de-aging either, but they did do it to be, to have a larger romantic sort of setup, and I can really appreciate that, and I think it matters. When Ava was like, (laughs) I was never a child, and I was like, me neither. And I'm also, like, watching this episode about tweens, and I'm like, what are tweens like nowadays? I I thought everybody, I thought tweens just played Smash competitively and did the fork knife dance. I don't know what tweens do. My, we, have, we have a kid. My boss has a teenage daughter. Whenever something good happens to him. <sighs> like if I'm like, hey, it's time to go outside. He just starts fucking dabbing. Well, I guess I'm, like, I'm glad one of us is valid. Kids are so fucking kids are fucking hysterical sometimes. Um, I wouldn't know because but, I can't. Whenever I try talking to children, I do it wrong and they and they do not like me. Oh, I don't talk to, I talk to kids like they're adults. Like, I don't even fuck. I did, I had a kid today, honest to God, he was telling me about his weekend. And he said, he was talking about something he'd gone to with his mother, like a, like a convention or something, a small one. And he was like, yeah, I got a sans pin. And I thought I hadn't heard him right because I'm deaf. And I stopped and I said, honey, do you mean like sans Undertale? From Undertale? Sans, sans Uh, P Undertale? Uh Uh-huh. And he said, yeah, do you know about it? And I'm like, no. No, I don't know I don't. anything. I've never, I'm, I, oh, I have to keep you safe. I just, I immediately think, I'm like, I can't protect him. 
He's like, I haven't played it yet. I've only been watching Suffering on YouTube, but I'm just like, shit, Right, shit, of course, shit, because that's how shit. children play video games. Aren't Don't teens just watch YouTube videos and play Smash competitively and hook yeah, up basically. via Minecraft it's, server? I have lost uh -huh. touch with the youth completely. Everything uh -huh. my, I mean, here's the thing. I, I haven't lost touch enough. I know every time my boss says something about her daughter, I'm like, no, no, you're wrong about that. You do not understand nope. how teenagers work, and I am not sure nope. you ever were one. But now, clipped, clipped right through the floor into into being. But but um, like otherwise, um, you know, some I'm like, what a fuck it, what a kids like, what it skeletons. I mean, that I that guess was if they I think like... the other weird thing in this episode where I was like, none of these children are really acting no like clown box. Children. There was no there was clown the clown box. box, which was a shame. But like even then, like I mean. Writing kids is hard for most writers, and I know this is Legends, but, like, there was really no, like, the kids weren't really characters, they were props, and that's a shame, because, again, like I said, kids can be incredibly fucking funny and weird and make no sense, so it would be good to have them as characters on a show that is sometimes incredibly funny and weird and makes no sense. I will say this, though. When I was Tinkerbell and you were Periwinkle, and I was actually, I'm just gonna say, I think we should do, like, classic for... Uh, Dragon 2019. I would love to do Snow White if you wanted to do Sleeping Beauty. Oh, uh, hell yeah. And like, yeah, no, kids flip their shit. It's really actually very easy to be a Disney character with a kid because you just have to say, hi, you're so cute. Do you want some pixie dust? You're a princess. And, and that's all you got to do. And stop. they lose their shit. And sometimes they want a hug. And you and, and, I ch and I look at their parents and their parents look at me and they're like, it's fine. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always, yeah, you always got to make sure. But, like, that's the thing is, especially, if, like, with cosplaying, I mean, like, you always have to know how to, how to interact with kids. Because and, like, even when I'm yeah. not cosplaying child characters and we're on the subway, what was I, what was I in that some kid pointed at me and went, oh, my God, it was in Bombshell Starfire. And he points at me and he goes, mermaid? I'm like, absolutely, 100%. And then he talked to us about his swim, Lego car. Swim, glub, glub. He talked to us about his Lego car And he car showed, for, he like, talked about his Lego Batman. And, I, and, and Ari was like, that sure is great. And I was like, <laughs> No, it's wild. What are you saying? But, like, that's the thing. I can't understand what kids are saying. I can't speak to adults because they speak too softly and I'm too and they're too far from the ground and so I can't hear them. And so mainly I just fucking wander through life. <laughs> you have to communicate with the beings on the astral plane. I just fucking um, wander the streets, fucking slamming my bag into tourists like God intended. And also that like it was in the 90s so i get why they couldn't but i really did want the i did i did just want a shot for shot remake of the teens episode of my brother my i brother was literally me. that's why i mentioned the clown box i'm like honestly uh -huh. there is nothing you did in this episode i mean actually there's some like just just like ray just, walks in and dabs ray walks <laughs> in like what? fucking hi like like name me a more ava sharp thing than going hi i'm root beer surge and i'm a teen just like you Fuck! Stop! What's up with drugs? Hey, kids! I love abstinence. I'm gonna rip it, and now I'm gonna rip a phone book in half. Cause then she can just rip a phone book in half. Oh I also God. can't really give. Here's the thing: is I can no longer give Legends and Tomorrow shit for not remembering anything about Ava's clone robot story because the fucking robot twink game won best story at the video game awards, and I'm like, hey. Okay, so now the bar is that low. I guess next Legends year, Phil, doing this next whole thing, year Eva. it's your year, honey. I know this isn't technically a video game, Phil, but they clearly don't year. give a fuck like, about video games at all just... if that's what won. So we're going to get you that award, honey. Okay. Oh, 100%. The fact that Legends hasn't done like a trapped in a video game-esque scenario is honestly you kind of shocking know, to me. You know why we haven't? 
we because can, we don't have the money. We cannot even begin to afford it. I mean, like, here's the thing is like, if you just, it, it, no. All right, let's talk about, let's <laughs> Never talk. Mind. Let's talk about. Do we want to talk? Because we're starting to hit that point and. No, I want to talk about Ray Constantine <laughs> really quick. I want to talk about Nora really quickly. Yeah. Let's talk about Nora really quickly because okay. she's very cute and it's going to take a very short amount of time. Fucking Ray is like, I know that Nora's out there being a good person and everyone's like, we don't know that. And Nora, who cannot make soup, which is honestly one of the easier things to make. Yeah, you just throw things in a pot, is, honey, is working sweetie. On a, and, like, and here's the thing. It's not like she got her magic taken away. She could have no. made herself a whole lot of money. And she's like, no, Ray believes in me. I've got to do this bullshit job. And I'm like, it's really cute. God fucking bless you. Because, like, here's the thing. Is that, like, really, the thing is, is, like, John Constantine was like, I didn't have anyone who was nice to me like you are. And Ray's like, well, I'm here now. And John fucking choking back tears like, I love you so goddamn much. Ray's like, I'm here now. And John already taking his pants off. Yes. Yes, yes, you, you are. are. Like, I mean, I swear to God, Nate fucking running like, through the, the Time thing. Bureau. Like, did he dump Gary to distract me with a rebound so he could steal my fucking husband? And I was like, I don't know how to tell you this, but yes. Yes. Yes, 100%. he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I'm so sorry for your loss. But like, that's the thing is I really do truly love that. Like, at this point, yeah, all someone really needs to do to be redeemed is spend five minutes with Ray. And also... Honestly, Nora was never, and I don't mean this, but like, Nora never had a chance to be a good person. So it doesn't surprise me or make me feel like it's unrealistic that as soon as she's given the chance, she does it because it's not like she had spurned attempts to do good in the past. The second she was given the opportunity to think outside of an abusive, cloistered environment, she started doing good. So also so, like John I love her. fucking John Constantine, like, oh, okay. So Nora thinks that she can just sort of be normal and join a Renaissance fair and be good quote unquote in that way. And that'll win her raise affection. I'm going to sacrifice my life to save a fucking child. Then Ray will love me the most. Pretty much. Like, like okay. John. Hello. Fucking is, dramatic homo. So, yeah, someone out there fucking, uh, fucking a fool, a coward. Stop fucking whoopifying problematic faves. Ray Palmer, a hero, a genius, an icon. This is my best friend now because I say so. Yeah. And like, it works. And that's the thing is because it's Ray, it works. And He's also, I do want to point out again, uh, everything that happened with season one, the one person that Ray never offered a hand to was Vandal Savage because he's a rapist. And that's the worst Pretty thing much. he can possibly be on Legends. So. Worst thing. Well, like, that's the thing is like murder on TV doesn't count because we just don't treat it like it does. I mean, unless you're Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but then it only counts for some people sometimes. I am drowning. No, save it. Save it in case they do a musical episode. Don't give away the goods (laughs) just yet. it's okay. That was the only part I was going to do. But like, (laughs) I hope we both die. But that being said, um, murder doesn't count. But like rape is always evil unless you're Arrow. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Which honestly really should just be the tagline to like television honestly, as a concept. Get, can I just come in with a little thing real quick that I think it is such bullshit that Arrow, I mean, God bless who who's running, I think Beth Schwartz is running Arrow now for honestly being like, yeah, Laurel has a long road to redemption. I'm just kidding. It's four episodes. Um, we just don't get Because like, don't how fucking up. dare you tell me Black Siren needs to redeem herself when Oliver is, a, is there a little bit of murder? Like, fuck you. Oliver is right there. Oliver is right fucking there, and he has never apologized for a goddamn thing he has done to anyone. And we're supposed to accept him as some kind of fucking hero. How dare you? I will die on this hill. 
No, Felicity for, is great like, though. Some for real. people are like Felicity accidentally nuked. Well, she didn't accidentally. She redirected a bomb to a less populated area. She still nuked. It's fine. You know what? A little. It, it's totally but, fine. Listen, They're fine. Arrow They're fine is not now. qualified to do the trolley problem. They're Arrow, just not. Felicity has never done anything wrong, and one day she will be free Felicity from that horrible Felicity has never monster. done anything wrong ever in her fucking life, and I will personally fight anyone who disagrees. And I love my Laurel tiny Laurel or part. Black Siren. And honestly, well, that's a Nissa, given. Nissa, who who did murder Nissa, for a living, never did anything people. wrong. Nissa is the best. But that's how you get people to be good. It's just by saying, I know you can be in this fucking universe. And it works. I mean, like, let's go through all the people Ray has, has, uh, who has fucking Mick, Adam Way forever. Um, I think Len kind of did it more on, like, Len was kind of more of a team thing. I think Len sort of always had it and was kind of just like. Len, Len was a cat about it. Do we want to talk about, I mean, we don't have the time right now, but like. One of the big things that they never really addressed in season one, because again, they had two days to shoot each episode. I, that's kind of an exaggeration and kind of not. But like, Mick really bonded with Ray and started turning towards the light for Ray. And Len was turning towards the light as well, but separately. And you could tell it was killing them that they weren't doing it together. And I just want to say yes. that, like, do you ever just fucking lay awake in bed at night and think about Cold Wave? All, all, all my life. Do you ever think about like and 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 it was pointed out to me that Do like you ever feel and and the person like who said this to bag. me knows who they are so this is their shout out that uh Leo called Mick Mickey I don't know why they had to have cuter nicknames for each other but um Leo's Mickey is dead and Mick's Len is dead so are they always gonna fucking die on each other and like the person who bag. I fucking said the person who fucking said that like what kind of Greek tragedy bullshit fucking i um, hate it but then also a maya jiwei voice oh well can i just mention that fucking okay so uh keto who is i think now i think directly under phil she's the person who was at san diego comic-con with phil a great writer pretty cool um apologies for everything on our end i think yeah, did the in general did the she seems really with, chill i'd actually like to with, talk to her yeah did the rounds with dom and they were like yeah if mick ever gets another partner it would probably have to be a woman and it's so fascinating to himself. me that Force Ghost Len, despite being a fictional character that they themselves created, manifested in real life at San Diego Comic-Con and tried to kill her. Oh, yeah. Wild. Like, that's the thing is, like, I don't, I, Len is, I, it, it was less that, like, it's not, Len, I think, was able to sort of do this on his own in a way that was more difficult for Mick because of a variety of reasons um relating to sort of mixed mental illnesses that Len sort of processed and dealt with differently but that being said um Len was also just more of a cat in that he's going to approach you on his terms and he's going to hang out with you on his terms and um he's just going to do whatever the fuck he wants and if it's a good thing it's a good thing and if it's not meh so i think that helps and also i admittedly doesn't help that he was our Len died in season one so we didn't really get to see him grow the same way Mick did and it's just really a fucking shame and then I will never not be angry I missed him he showed up in season two because he he, we don't talk about season two he showed up in season two because the legion went like you died protecting these people and Len is like well I've always protected my sister so I probably died for her and they said hmm okay your husband is with a woman and Len grabbing the spear fucking pushing Eobard Uh over (laughs) <laughs> just knocking Where? him right in the fucking Where? ground do you, who can forget when Mick was like holding the spear and he said to Amaya come with us and Len no what 
Her? Huh? How dare was you? She funny or something? I'm so sorry. Len, Len immediately walking up to Mick grabbing. I'm so sorry. That is not that is not on the table. That is absolutely. Can you believe turning to you? Can you believe this guy? Can you you are like, are we giving invitations? Because no, no, we're not. Can you? I'm so no. sorry. He 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 I, I no, no, no. And then he and then he and Mick left. Yeah. And Amaya's like, they just left the whole fucking show. What, what the fuck just <laughs> I, I, and, and Legends never did explain if that was a forced ghost or a figment of his imagination, but I like to believe it was just a pure universal manifestation of gay jealousy. Something that we will now oh, yeah. touch on with one Miss Zari Tomas. So let's talk about Charlie, because I think she's adorable, and there were so many parallels oh, to Mick and Amaya's, especially their early relationship in season two with Mick and Charlie right now, but it's like, he learned so much from Amaya where he's like, he's like, he doesn't try to hide from Charlie that he's like, cause she says, Oh, you must know what it's like to pretend to be more dangerous than you are. He doesn't hide from her that like, no, I've done bad stuff. I'm like an angry person. I've got my problems, but he's also like, and you know what? Like that's actually totally okay. Because this team has never been like, you have to change completely. They've just been like, let's all try to understand ourselves better. Which is what you do when you have five dollars. You just kind of have a you just kind of have a lot of bottle episode moments, and it's worked really well in this show's favor. And it painted Mick like what I thought we were going to get with Mick bonding with Charlie was one thing, and what we got was so much more than I ever even dreamed of. And um, so since good. that interaction, my life never known peace. Let me talk about every single parallel that happened. Number one. When Mick and Amaya first interact in the horrible Japan episode we did where we found out that Nate is a weeb, she tries to kill him. And when Hot. Charlie runs... Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! What? Fuck, was that a Princess Mononoke reference? You know when Song goes to stab Ashitaka and he goes, you're beautiful? Oh my god, that is exactly what happened between the two of them. Oh, every every part anyway, of my book. I've never sorry. shipped Mixon. I've never shipped Mixon in my life. But if I did, right now I would be rubbing the fucking stuff I gel my eyebrows down with, which is just mascara because my hair is so dark. I'd be rubbing it onto my face like I've been fucking in the coal mines all day. That's what I'd be doing right now. Oh my it. god, I'm in absolute agony. And like, oh my life. god, and no, the fact that he peace. like sits with her and like has a drink with her, and that he tells her you need to start trusting people. And, like, he's lets himself be the good person in this situation. He lets himself be the Ray, be the Amaya. And he would only be that good person because of Amaya. Oh, God. And, and he I'm lets so himself upset. be the person that other people have been for him. And Zari lighting her own hair. Another, and, and let me just say, Zari, this episode, when Mick and Charlie look at each other and she goes, what the fuck is this? another chef's kiss to that that is literally like fucking heritage moments gay jealousy oh yeah no that's that up was, there now that was fucking Excuse incredible me. that was fucking absolutely incredible because i mean like zari is so fucking bitter about this and then when charlie puts on that punk outfit where i'm like Maisie, please like here's the thing about Maisie's big dick energy is it too big is it too big because i feel like I'm limit gonna, does not exist it doesn't exist because i i personally like it is she is so powerful. Like, this is one of those roles where Phil is like, we don't give Maisie lines. We just let her go on and do whatever she wants. We just let Maisie 
go buck fucking we just let Maisie go buck fucking wild and it makes everybody feel fucking odd at her power and beauty and I'm like wow me too Phil absolutely I cannot also can I just why did Charlie have a fucking jumpsuit with the Wave Rider logo on it we haven't heard from Gideon in some time and I'm a little like is Amy okay because they said she was gonna is she I, just... I've heard her voice a few times but yeah she might just be really busy I mean, Amy might be busy. I mean, we can honestly just take it as Gideon is mourning her fucking husband. That too. (laughs) None of you deserve me because you let my husband die. Pretty much. Um, So they're like, (laughs) we didn't let him. He killed himself, but that's not the point. Um, (laughs) Whoops. Which is just. Anyway, um, I'm not going to be depressed about that. I don't have the time to be depressed about that. No, no, Um, no, we don't. Fucking the louder. Next episode. Who's ready for me to get fucking angry about how they do the kaiju because yeah, i was no gonna say let me say we gun. might not have had fucking special interest this episode but next week is a kaiju episode and that is literally i if i had to categorize Practical ari's top effects. five if i had to kaiju. categorize ari's top five special interests hold on i actually want to do this with you and then you can do mine number one okay can we count pokemon under kaiju or are they completely no we can't that would be stupid pokemon, monsters in general like that's the thing is monsters is a big one because it's not just pokemon it's not just kaiju it's like mythological monsters well i'm gonna like vampires yeah. fairies creatures. i studied all that shit we're gonna lump all monsters we're all po- monsters in the pocket of god we're gonna lump that in yeah. to we're gonna lump those that. all in together so that i can give you more stuff because if I have to yeah. do like Pokemon and kite, like that no, takes monsters, two away. No monsters and animals. So number monsters one, animals? monsters. Number two, Kingdom Hearts. Number three. That and- no, 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 no. That that's an X special interest. Although I like think about it still, but I don't actively participate All in right. the same way. And we're gonna or fucking number two then becomes My Chemical Romance. Um, that's- these are just things that okay. actually, you know what? Not even special interests. These are just the top five things I associate with you. So yeah, we're gonna put Kingdom Hearts Thank in you. at number three. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, number four would probably be marine animals, like anything. animals in general. Well, animals but yeah. in general, but especially marine animals. Every time, especially sharks. Every time I see a shark, I'm like, I bet there's a shark fact here that you would know. Um, a number, a number five. Um, just a bunch of horrible kinks that we can't mention out loud that we can only ever keep. Jesus between ourselves. Christ! We're gonna go fucking. We're gonna go to podcast jail. If there was a podcast jail, there are so many people that would already be fucking in it before us and not, I mean, we might go to podcast jail because we did accidentally wrongfully accuse Jonathan Taylor Thomas of being in a cult. That was our bad, Jonathan Sorry. Taylor Thomas. This is like last, hey, I didn't say this anything is like last week when that we accused the New York I... Mets of destroying disco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Um, what do we have to see with you? Uh, Madam Alexander Dahl specifically, whenever I go, whenever I go like thrift shopping, I'm always on the lookout for you. Um, fashion, especially sewing. I always think of you whenever I see a really nice outfit. Oh yeah. I actually have been taking uh, in this blouse. I've been taking it fucking in all fucking evening. Cause like, I'm not sure if anyone out there has ever tried to have breasts and wear a blouse. Awful. Wouldn't recommend. Um, zero stars. But like, so I got this blouse and like, it's fit in the bus this whole time, but it's like a hundred sizes too big on my waist. So now I have to keep taking mm-hmm. it in. And like, thankfully I'm a seamstress, um, in my free time, which I only have about 20 minutes of a month. So I can like tailor, I've been tailoring it. It actually is to a place that I quite like now, but I mean, actually I still have to yeah. keep, t- I still have to take it in a little fucking more um because it's oh, just God. not actually wait 
No, it is where I want it. I have to just double stitch it and then cut the seam, which is good. But like, yeah, it life is life sucks. Fuck. Bad. Fuck. Um, I also think of um board games and card games. I think of board games and card games with you a lot. Like whenever I see a cool board game, I'm like, oh, Rachel would like that. Um, that's three. What else? Um, hmm. Trying to think about this. Uh, cool jewelry. Always, always, always. If I see cool stuff, I mean, usually I'm out with you, but I always am on the lookout for cool jewelry. Like whenever I go thrifting or whenever I go to flea markets and stuff, I, what, what I think about when I see certain things is kind of what I end up associating with a person. Cause it's the stuff I know they'd like if I got them for them. Um, and what was the last one? Oh my gosh. Uh, true blood. Whenever, because I, you. you are the only person I know who really liked True Blood at any point. So whenever I see True Blood, I'm like, God damn it! Yeah, I'm sure Rachel knows whatever crazy bullshit is happening here. I have no idea what's happening. Anyway, I'm now on the Madame Alexander Wait. website looking at their 2018 catalog. Actually, yeah, no, check about the uh, the uh, the Marvel ones because the Toy Story. I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah, I mean, but here's so, the thing: is if I'm gonna, I mean, do I collect dolls? Yes, of course I do. But if I'm going to collect the Madame Alexander, it doesn't necessarily have to be fandom related no but i was thinking, I ever tell you about I the time wondering... i broke my friend's bitty baby and when i say friend i mean my uh best friend of me from the time i was nine to the time i was 16 and like do i feel bad for the bitty baby yes do i feel bad that i broke it because it was hers eh. no. you know she could do with a little more suffering yeah. <laughs> oh no no you didn't oh my god madame alexander has the cutest little clara doll Oh no! Oh god, I always wanted to be Claire in the Nutcracker. Yeah, so I mean, I think we're wrapping up this episode. There's going to be tentacles next week, which is just let's all just remember consentacles. Not, I mean, consentacles. It just stands for consensual tentacles. Next week, consentacles, not tentacles. I don't think we can afford to say Godzilla. But we we'll, definitely can. Toho, Toho got really hardcore about protecting their IPs. I feel like we might get sued just for this episode. Period. Um, which they deserve it but yeah that's i think this is this is the episode for the week we we enjoyed it sorry that we're so fucking traumatized that we can't enjoy your show phil but like i've seen i've seen everything you've written mick for like i i think i think we might have an understanding a gentleman's agreement if you catch my drift philip um what the fuck is a gentleman's agreement a gentleman's agreement is just basically two people going yeah okay we'll uphold that i'm sending you the doll catalog yes um, they don't make as many Madame Alexanders as they used to every season, which is very well, also because that was why I no, was really there's no FAO Schwartz. There's anymore. no market. There's no FAO Schwartz, and there's no now. There's no toys. Toys. I keep toy store, which is annoying because it's like fuck. Where am I gonna go? Oh my god, they have a little Sleeping Beauty. They do. That's what oh, I she's thought so of. Cute. Yeah. So we're gonna go look at dolls, and uh, the rest of you, I guess, can enjoy. Check you later. So, uh, yeah, smell you later. Bye.